My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 78 of The Kate Show. Today, we're talking about how to do a marketing checkup on your business. So I wanna ask you, when was the last time you did a business marketing checkup? Much like having a physical done with your primary care provider, doing a checkup on your marketing is preventative. It serves to actively improve your business. And the one thing I see a lot of people making the mistake around this is, They wait until they don't have any leads, until their pipeline is completely dry, and they're panicking before they do a marketing checkup. And what I wanna say to you today is, don't wait for a lack of new leads or projects before you assess your marketing, because that's honestly too late. And it makes it really hard for you to dig yourself out of that hole. Instead, remember that the current success of your business is because of the marketing efforts you put into place weeks or months past. Marketing has cumulative effects rather than instant ones, and that's why you can't credit your current success with anything you're currently doing. Weird, right? So you need to look retroactively at your marketing track records so that you can plan proactively for the future that you want to have. Now, in this episode of The Kate Show, I'm teaching you how to do a marketing checkup, circumvent a lack of clients, and prepare for success tomorrow by taking action today. So let's get started. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. If you've been to the doctor recently, you know firsthand how important your medical and health history is and how it explains your current health and any future issues that your doctor might want to help you avoid. Well, a marketing checkup is absolutely no different. Remember, your current marketing efforts have almost nothing to do with your current success. If business is booming right now, or if it isn't, you'll need to look at the actions you took in months prior to determine the cause and effect relationship. What were you doing then that created the now, the current state of your business? So I'm gonna walk you through a hypothetical business checkup and you'll see even more similarities between that and a checkup that your doctor might do. Because when your doctor asks you to step on the scale or does a blood test, he or she often will ask you, well, how have you been eating over the past year or six months or three months? And what's your activity level been like? Because it's all the cumulative effects of your choices or your life circumstances that lead to your current state of health. And in business, marketing reacts the exact same way. So I'll ask you a few questions about the past three months. First of all, my dear person listening, in the past three months, how many new projects or new clients have you gotten? I want you to write that down right now, as long as you're not listening to this while you're driving. Now, I also want you to think through this. In the past six to nine months, so backing up even further, how have you been marketing your business? There are a lot of different ways that you can market, and here are a few. Social media, newsletters, blog posts, client-facing events that you attended or that you hosted, yard signs, 
any new signage on your vehicle or if you have a physical storefront or if you recently got a storefront, any collaborations you did with colleagues or vendors, and any press features or interviews you might have had. So in the past six to nine months, have any of these things happened? Have you been posting on social media? And how many times per week did you post? Have you been sending out newsletters? If so, how many in the past six to nine months have you sent out? And what was the open rate like? And what was the content? And what was your goal for each newsletter? Because each newsletter is not really about news, let me tell you. Once you think through that, it's time to fill in the blanks. And this is where you have to be actively engaged. And I want you to fill in the following, where I quote, I have received blank number of new clients in the past three months and blank number of new projects, bringing in a total revenue of, and then whatever your numbers are, for that 90 day period. These results were created by my efforts in the following categories for the past six to nine months prior to these numbers. And I have all of this in the show notes so that you can actually just copy and paste it and fill it out or you can um, print it if you want. But I have a blank next to each category of marketing like social media, newsletters, blog posts, so on and so forth. And if there's a zero next to one, because let's say you didn't send any newsletters or you didn't put out any yard signs or you didn't have any collaborations with colleagues or vendors, then that's fine. But you need to be honest. If you didn't do it, put a zero. And if you did do it just a little bit, try to get the most accurate number, but don't spend an hour on this. You should be able to answer this in five minutes or less. The next thing you'll need to do is look at the number beside each of those marketing efforts you did. And remember that each one, even the zeros, contributed to the amount of clients and projects and revenue that you earned in the past three months. Those zeros are especially telling. If you received little to no projects or revenue, it's likely because those zeros existed. It's because you didn't put in enough effort in all the right areas. And once you know what areas of your marketing need your attention and need more effort, then you don't have to sit there paranoid wondering why can't I get any more clients. You can actually just take action in the areas of your business marketing that might be lacking. Now that you have that part of it done, we need to look at your business marketing from an overhead view, from a bigger picture. So again, in the show notes, I have a section that you can copy and paste into some other form or you can print off so that you can fill it out. But basically, I ask you, write down the month and the year that you last did each of the following for your business. And I'm going to share with you what those are. So in the past year or two, have you gotten an updated headshot or better yet, a lifestyle photo shoot done for your business? Have you updated the verbiage on your website to speak directly to the needs of your ideal client? Have you sat down and assessed exactly who your ideal client is, down to their hobbies, priorities, and worries? Have you rebranded or refreshed your existing brand according to what your ideal client would like to see, rather than basing it just on your own color, style, font preferences? Have you redesigned or significantly updated your website? Have you added recent project photos to your portfolio? 
Each of these items should have been completed or updated within the last two years. Now, of course, your portfolio photos should be updated much more frequently, I'd say at least quarterly. And if more time than that has passed, you know what your homework is and where your business marketing sorely needs your attention. And again, remember what I said earlier in the episode, this marketing checkup is preventative. So even though business might be going really well right now, it's booming, you need to make sure that you're taking action today so that you can have success tomorrow and next month and next year. There's nothing worse than waiting until all your leads dry up before you do something to fix or improve your marketing. To give you a better idea of what might need to be done in your business, I'm going to break down each of the items I just listed so that you understand why they need to be updated and how that really will affect your business. So the first one was getting an updated headshot or a lifestyle photo shoot. I know that a lot of us end up using headshots from five years ago or more, and we likely look a little different at this point, and that's okay, nothing wrong with it, but it does cause a little bit of a disconnect when people see us looking one way online and then we show up in person for that client meeting and we look totally different. It's better to be accurate because if you continue to use outdated photos of yourself, not only does it look like you're not really that invested in your own brand, but it also just looks, well, outdated because it is. So make sure that you have a recent headshot. And the reason why I say a lifestyle photo shoot is better is simply because you want to stay away from that realtor pose, you know, where you've got the arms crossed in front of you, you're kind of looking over your shoulder at the camera. It's not a good look, guys. You need to make sure that you're showing photos of you in the workroom or you designing a project or you in the staging warehouse or wherever you need to be so that people see more snippets and facets of your lifestyle far more than what one of those real estate headshots could ever show. As far as updating the verbiage on your website so that it speaks to your ideal client, this is so important. And I do have other episodes about this entirely and especially on how it works with your SEO. So I'm not gonna go in full detail, but what I will say is, if the first headline on your homepage does not directly address your ideal client, you need to change that ASAP because your website is not about you actually. It's about your ideal client and how you can serve them and how you can meet their pain points wherever they happen to be. And speaking of that, sitting down and assessing exactly who your ideal client is, is oh so important. If you think your ideal client is just someone in your area who can afford you, well, you don't have an ideal client. You need to understand why you like working with a certain type of person, what sort of personality they have, what type of home and what type of project they usually want to deal with. You need to know what their hobbies are, what's important to them, what worries them, because then you can really set up your business and your service packages and your marketing in a way that speaks to them and makes it almost impossible for them not to hire you. The other thing you need to be careful about is rebranding or refreshing your existing brand. Now, if your logo has been very much DIY'd from the start of your business and you really feel like the aesthetic of your branding is disjointed 
or really hodgepodge together, it's time to invest in professional graphic design. You'll need to work with the graphic designer who provides a logo and a whole brand board of these are your colors and the color codes, these are your fonts and the font names, and let them work with you to figure out exactly what your rebrand should look like because you need to remember your brand is for your ideal client. It's not really for you. So while you should be proud of your brand and it should be a good reflection of you, you need to make sure that ultimately it appeals to the person you most want to serve. The next thing you'll need to make sure is that you've redesigned or significantly updated your website in some way. And this is because businesses change. The business you have today is not the same business you had two years ago or even one year ago. So go through every page of your website and just make a list of things that need to be changed. Maybe a photo should be swapped out. Maybe some verbiage should be changed. Or maybe your service packages have changed and you just never updated it on your website. Make sure that you send that list of new items to someone on your team who can take care of it or to your website designer. Make sure that you're staying current. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to dive into even more things you can do to ensure that your marketing today is going to help you tomorrow. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more, ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high quality marketing and you deserve to get your time back. There is no contract required for this service, so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. If you went through that checkup with me or if you printed off the marketing worksheet that I have in the show notes, then you know exactly what you need to do. But what if you're happy with where you're at right now? Well, fine. That's great. Keep doing what you're doing. But for the rest of you that are jumping up and down, waving your arms, saying, no, it's never enough. We want to keep growing our businesses. Perfect. You're my kind of people. If you want to take your marketing to another level and reap new rewards months from today, here are a few things that you can consider. You could commit to getting most of your projects professionally photographed. Sure, this is an investment, but these photos have almost endless marketing potential, so it's a very worthwhile investment. You could also start using an automated call and consultation booking feature through Calendly or Acuity Scheduling or a similar platform. You could even set it up so that people pay at the time of booking. That way, it's less paperwork later. You don't actually have to invoice them because by the time you pick up the phone or show up at their house to do that consult, they have already paid you. This makes you look really professional. It also saves a lot of time on your part and the client's part. 
and it just streamlines your business model. In that same vein, you could also start using a platform like My Doma Studio or Design Files to create service packages that your clients can quickly claim and pay for through your website without waiting for you to get back to them. Remember, the easier you can make your process for the client, the more clients you'll tend to get. I'm a huge fan of My Doma Studio, and I also think Design Files is great. And I will say that quite a few of my clients have used My Doma Studio and continue to use it. And it's really easy to integrate your account from My Doma into your website, whether your site is WordPress or Squarespace or something else, because you can link directly to the packages that you've set up in My Doma, and then people can pay through My Doma and just do all the things and you on the other hand can also set up your availability and your pricing and give descriptions of your packages so that you don't have to constantly reply to people's emails saying well what services do you offer or what's included or how much is it they can just see it all on their own on your website now, if you don't feel comfortable listing your pricing, that's completely fine. But just know that listing pricing in packages, whether you use My Doma Studio, Design Files, or something else, is actually a great way to qualify a good lead. Because if someone looks at your pricing and they think, oh, well, there's no way I can afford that, well, you can guarantee your bottom dollar. That person is not going to be happy about working with you. They might want to ask for a discount, which will make you unhappy about working with them. So it's better to just deter those people from the start. On the flip side, there will be some people who look at your pricing and think, wow, she or he is so worth whatever that number is and I can't wait to start working with them and I'm gonna go book them right now or purchase that package right now. You see, pricing is very subjective, it's very emotional, and there's really nothing wrong with sharing your pricing because if anything, it shows how confident you are and how proactive you are in giving your clients preemptively the information that you know they're gonna ask for in the first place. Now, I have seen some people set it up so that if someone wants access to their pricing, they have to opt in, which means that you get their name, you get their email address, and then you can like put them on your mailing list that way so that if they don't hire you, at least you have their contact info and maybe you can work with them in the future. That's another avenue to consider. Design Files is a good resource if you are offering virtual interior design services, although my Doma Studio can also help with that as well. So I suggest that you look up both of those resources. I do have them linked in the show notes and figure out which one is going to be best for you. And while you're at it, also make sure you look up Calendly and Acuity Scheduling and pick one that will work better for you. They're about the same as far as functionality and price point. I personally use Calendly for my business and I love it. My clients love it. It's just a really easy way to manage bookings. So make sure that you're using these tools if they'll work for you. It's important that you automate and streamline and become more efficient in any way possible because that does factor into your marketing and your overall brand image. Now here are a few other ideas you can do to take your marketing and your business to the next level. You could start a Facebook group around your ideal client. And that is going to look different depending on who your ideal client is and what services you offer. But here are a few different concepts to consider. You could start a group called Home Staging Tips for Realtors. 
or home staging tips for house flippers or for property investors or property managers or whatever it is. You could start a group that's about interior design hacks for busy moms or interior design tips for whoever your client is. It's important that your Facebook group name lists who the group is for and what is offered in the group. So if you're a workroom, you could call your group custom furnishing tips for interior designers or something similar. Facebook groups are a really great way to get in front of the right clients. And if you are like, well, I'm a workroom, I only serve people in a certain geographic area, that's okay. A Facebook group will still be very beneficial to you because you can actually assign a location to that group. Now, it does mean that your group may not get as big as other people's groups if it is geographically limited, but it also means that people joining the group will be more than likely specific to your area and more than likely your ideal client. Once you have your group set up, you can start inviting people to it and you could even do a weekly live video that's just for group members. You could offer tips and advice just for group members. You could allow people to ask you questions and then you respond publicly. You want to, of course, guard your time and make sure that people aren't taking advantage of your knowledge through the Facebook group, but it is a great way to showcase your knowledge and to give people small little wins. Like if you give someone a tip and it really helps them, you can bet they're going to come back for more and they're going to see that you have so much to offer, they'll have no problem pulling out their wallet when it comes to you. If you want an example of what that looks like in real life, go to the Facebook group called Marketing for Home Pros because that's exactly what I'm doing in that Facebook group. I am offering tips and advice and answering people's questions, but not in a way that takes advantage of me as the entrepreneur. And it still helps a person asking the question because then anyone who reads it days, weeks, months later is still going to benefit from it. The other thing that you could do aside from a Facebook group is start doing a weekly five to 10 minute live video on your Facebook or Instagram business page. You can use this as a time to share behind the scenes things, or you could offer tips or advice, or you could answer commonly asked questions about your industry. I can't tell you how many interior designers have told me they worked with clients who had never worked with a designer before, and these people had a million questions, and they were all good questions, but a lot of the time we tend to think that people just know what we do in our business. The truth is they don't, and they need it spelled out. And besides, the more you can show up on video, show your work, show your face, show behind the scenes, the more people will really start to know, like, and trust you. And it will also make you look like an influencer because essentially that's what you would become. So I hope that these tips are helpful. I hope that you can run with them because any one of these does have the potential to take your marketing to the next level. And the best part is, it's not like it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg or a week's worth of time. It is simple to set up, simple to keep using, and will improve your business. All right, guys, until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.